0: Everyone, welcome back to another episode of All the Freaking Things. I'm Maggie. I'm Sam. Hope you're all having a wonderful Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Yes, Sam and I are here today to talk all about the negative impacts of social media on society, which is a lot. Yes, and how we need to disconnect because I think a lot of us
1: are very addicted.
0: I am one of those people <laughs> for sure. I think it's a great topic. There's a lot to really uh dissect there and a lot that i didn't realize yeah i'm gonna learn a lot today for sure yeah you will too but
1: so how was your weekend it was good um did you do anything fun
0: not really it was actually pretty low-key which was nice well
1: i got to be with you friday because we recorded friday yeah
0: that's right we had a party to go to but for the rest of the weekend it was pretty chill i got to spend some time with my family which was really nice and um, oh yeah how was that good good my mom's birthday. Got to see my niece. Your niece, niece is and the nephew. cutest thing ever. So cute. She does this thing. She doesn't crawl. She scooches. So she sits on her bottom and she like takes her feet and she like scooches her body across the floor. I, I call it jelly jellyfishing and I call her my little jellyfish. The absolute cutest thing ever. Ugh. I can't get enough of her. Actually, I
1: think I saw that on Thanksgiving. Yeah. She was doing that. Or no or oh
0: Christmas. My gosh.
1: Christmas. Oh my, gosh. <laughs> I, my brain is not okay. Yes, Christmas. Yeah yeah Aww, she's such a cutie
0: yeah
1: so it was fun how cool. about you oh you know. <laughs> <Living> <laughs> you know the dream living the dream um it was okay I mean honestly pretty low-key I feel like I got to hang out and clean my house and I got to watch some good tv shows I actually got to catch up on a lot of shows that I was behind on when I was watching Vanderpump so it was actually a good weekend to catch up and just nice yeah yeah
0: I was like I said other than that i really did the same thing cleaned up around the house it's so nice to like i feel like it i don't know it takes so much stress off my back when Mm -hmm. i get to like
1: just work on my house and just be home especially like during the week when you're so exhausted from working all day and you know that your house is clean you don't have to do it during the week like i will not clean during the week i'm too tired
0: i don't know what happens between sunday and the following friday my house is just goes through a lot Mm -hmm. like sunday it's immaculate like, you can eat off the floors. Yeah. And then by that following Friday, it's
1: like a bomb went off in there. Do you typically vacuum during the week?
0: Yes. I do vacuum because I have to. I have an 80-pound golden retriever. He's literally a walking fluff ball. But... He really is. <laughs> <laughs> so I do vacuum depending on the week because, like, sometimes I'm, like, so overstimulated. Like, I can't function during the week, <laughs> depending. But for the most of the time, I try to vacuum. Like, ah on average, I'll vacuum like twice during the week mm-hmm. and like twice during the weekend. So like wow. four times total. Yeah. And I'll mop twice.
1: Wow. Yeah. You're cleaner than me. And I thought I was a clean freak.
0: I mean, I think part of it is my house is so old where it feels like it's dirty all the time, but it's not. It's just
1: old. Yeah. And also Oakley probably doesn't yeah. help the cause. His hair
0: is out of control.
1: I think I only actually clean my house every other week like deep clean my house every other week the weeks that I don't clean I vacuum probably a good amount but I would say I vacuum probably once a week and then clean every other weekend like deep clean yeah
0: I miss those days before I had a dog yeah I would literally Honestly I would love to clean five. 4
1: times a week
0: <laughs> cuz I want a dog But it's like it's quick it's not like I'm really like taking my time like I have like a like a wireless like um Dyson and mm-hmm. I'll just like whip around the house and be done and then if I'm feeling up to it, like, I'll throw the mop out quick. But usually I mop, like, once a week. Yeah. I feel like that's more accurate. But – and then on the weekends, like, I'll take my time. Mm-hmm. And I'll, like, get, like, the big vacuum out and I'll do more of a and, like, cleaning. And, like, cleaning
1: your floorboards and stuff and, like no.
0: – I do that, like, yeah, probably, like, once a month or yeah, twice. Yeah, just, twice like, the month.
1: deep, deep cleaning. Yeah. I don't do very often, to be completely honest. <laughs> like, I feel like my house looks clean, no, but – your house is very clean. I – don't really deep deep clean but also it's me and just honestly though if you're
0: deep cleaning your house every what every week it's like a
1: lot it's a lot it takes a long time who's doing that
0: if you're cleaning your floorboards every week i thought i had ocd and i'm just kidding i'm not i'm I'm not accusing i
1: i do (laughs) notice though that i feel like i need to clean to feel less anxious Like I notice when I'm feeling very anxious I cannot sit I have to keep walking around and doing things Dylan's like sit down, sit down I'm like I just can't sit down right now I'll like find things to clean But it's a very stress relieving experience When I'm cleaning It is
0: hard like to sit and do nothing
1: So hard But I'm also
0: like ADHD So I'm like
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. The memes you've been sending me about ADHD. I cannot.
0: (laughs) We have to do an episode on
1: ADHD. We really do. (laughs) I mean, maybe Angie comes back on for that Uh, one because you guys are legit the same. I'm telling you right now, the things that she sends me and the things that you send me, I'm like, they're identical. They're brains. And I see her at work on a daily basis and I see the ADHD come out. I'm like, wow. But I was telling you this because I spend so much time with her. I feel like she's rubbing off on me and I feel like I'm getting ADHD now. I don't think it's contagious. I feel like it is. I feel like it is. I feel like I just, maybe it's just my job lately and how things have been going, but I feel like my brain is going a thousand directions a minute. And I don't know if it's because I'm spending so much time with her, but maybe she's just like rubbing off on me, like her tendencies.
0: Well, when you're not with her, you're with me.
1: So yes.
0: (laughs) So maybe it is
1: contagious. (laughs) Just kidding, but it actually might be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Distracting. Maybe we're distracting. Yeah.
1: Also, we need to talk about how I look like a 14 year old boy.
0: (laughs) You look great. What do you mean? And I
1: have acne, like I've gotten puberty for the first time in my life. (laughs) Guys, I feel like Maggie and I have very good skin for the most part. I feel like our skin's pretty good. And don't know what happened to me this week, but I have like. That cystic acne that's deep under my skin and it hurts to touch my chin is not okay right now. I'm wearing a pimple patch while we're doing this pod.
0: You look fantastic. Thank you. You really do. It's, it's really not
1: that bad. It's it's pretty bad.
0: I see like one pimple under And
1: there's head. one right here that hurts. But they're small.
0: <laughs> but they hurt. If it makes you feel better. I have, I have makeup on right now because I came from work. I have lots of pimples under this makeup.
1: Yeah, but usually you don't. Mm-hmm. Not big ones.
0: I got a big one right now. Yeah, but you're so good about <laughs> you're good
1: about not picking. Yeah, I don't pick. Have you never been a picker? No.
0: I'm like I rarely even pop. Oh. I'll do like the washcloth and like wipe it. Do you
1: off. watch the videos? No. Oh god, no. my
0: god. I could watch them Disgusting. for days. Absolutely repulsive.
1: Oh my god, it's my favorite thing to do.
0: <laughs> do you like popping Dylan's pimples?
1: Love it. I will literally jump on him and I'm like, Let me pop your pimples. Like I will attack him.
0: That's good. That's love, right there. It is
1: love. <laughs> but he says I hurt because I like dig with my nails to like really get under the skin, which probably isn't the best thing because it's gonna leave a scar. Mm-hmm. But it's very stress relieving for me.
0: That's what they say. No, I'm not. It, I'm not one of those people that thrives off popping pimples. I
1: mean, some videos are absurd, like out of control. You can't.
0: Do you watch Doctor Pimple Popper? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. When I'm really trying to unplug and relax. Yeah. No. Sometimes I, turn on Dr. I do. Pimple
1: Popper. Sometimes I do, but I'm a picker. That's my problem. It's like if I see the little bit of white, I'm like, I got it. That's how you scar. I know. And then I get scabs. And then I literally look like I went to town on my face.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I try to be good. I have like an exfoliator and I like do my face, get all the dead skin off. Have you
1: used a pimple patch before ever in your life? No,
0: I should get one. Okay.
1: So the one I have on, it's Hero. I got it at Walmart actually, but I saw it all over social media. Basically, like I wear them at night. Usually, I usually don't wear them. Like I am right now But it's it's god awful So I needed to put one on earlier But I usually wear them at night And they're supposed to Like take all the gunk Like out of your pores essentially And you're supposed to really use them When you have white heads only But I use them when I'm just Seeing a pimple come on And I'm telling you guys They look so much better Than they normally would If I didn't wear the patch Hmm.
0: That's what they say I know a few people who um, Use them And I've heard nothing but good things Yeah
1: so I mean if you're someone like me right now who's struggling
0: I, I do struggle at certain times of the month, so I should invest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean and they're really
1: cheap. They're not really expensive and it's actually so interesting. I have so many little kids at my school that wear them all the time to school. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, can I have one? I need skin one skin
0: care hack, pimple patches.
1: These kids we'll, with we'll post them. these kids with these skincare routines and the hacks. It's too much. It's too much. Like, I did not do any of this when I was that age. But I feel
0: like that ties into our topic today. I feel like young kids are so obsessed with social media. So obsessed. So there's, like, little girls doing, like, full-ass makeup routines. Like, yep. I love makeup. And I feel like I get into it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have an event or something, like, I'll do a full contour. I'll do eyeshadow. Like, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, little girls are like, get ready with me for school. Get ready me for fourth grade. And she's, like, going all out doing full face. I'm like what is this world it's out to? of
1: control wait but before we get in today I feel yeah. like there's a couple things we need to discuss yes okay yes. first things first Vanderpump premiere
0: I know Vander- what do we think Vanderpump's back
1: give I mean, me all the tea what do you think it's the
0: first episode I never like have huge like I'm never holding my breath for the first episode of a new season it was kind of slow in my opinion but at the same time like it's setting the stage for what's to come
1: we started our chat. Vanderpump group chat. Just live
0: live tweeting each other during the show. I watch a lot of Bravo shows. And I will say up before season 10, I kind of felt like Vanderpump needed a recast. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like over the cast. I was like, they're all like in their late 30s, like early 40s now. Like we need like new young people. Like the whole idea of Vanderpump Rules was it was about the restaurant staff that worked at Sir. Like we've gotten so far away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love the cast don't get me wrong like I love all of them besides Tom and I like support them but like most of them have their own like things going on outside of the show now I just like I have high hopes for the season and it does look like it's gonna be really good and I hope it is but I feel like it's gonna be very hard to live up to the hype of season 10 because so much happened so and I'm kind of, like, over the Scandal story now. I was
1: just going to say that. I'm,
0: like, over it. And, like, I know the episode... That's what this
1: whole season, I feel like, is going to be about, The entire season
0: is going to be reliving it. And don't get me wrong. Like, I understand why. Like, the first episode is only three months after Scandal, So it hasn't been that much time, like, during, like, show time.
1: I mean, it didn't happen in March 2023.
0: Yeah. But they started picking up filming three months later. So, but like, it hasn't you been you think that about it, it hasn't even
1: been a year. Like, yeah. since that... Like, that's... There's still a lot I feel like they need to unpack
0: Yeah and that's what's going to happen this season But it's like I'm like over it Like I want to move on
1: (laughs) But I have to say When the part of the episode That was going on when Ariana And all the girls were at TomTom And Ariana was there for the first time And then like they showed like all the flashbacks Of like her and Tom together and like all their memories It literally hurt my heart Yeah To see that because I think like she's been acting So tough and so like F you and like mm-hmm. don't ever speak to me again and like just being very like hard exterior but obviously internally she's very much struggling but it was like the first time where I feel like we actually saw emotion come from come from her about the whole all thing and it hit me because besides like anger yes and it hit me because I'm yeah. like that must have been so traumatic and upsetting for her but also how does she already have a boyfriend <laughs> I know <laughs> like we were talking about that I don't get it you're not over the whole thing that happened with I'm interested
0: to see their dynamic they're still together I heard she went on call her daddy over the summer and I listened to the episode and it was a really good episode and I feel like I really got the inside scoop on like where her head was at with everything and that's why I know so many like easter eggs like what you're talking about like in our group chat but I and like I hope and like he seems like a great guy so I'm hoping that I don't know
1: I mean I'm hoping the best for her. I just feel like it was oh, a very 100%. quick very quick turnaround yeah. and I think for her like that though. To, I mean I guess like some people in order to heal, they need to be with somebody to heal. Like that's just how some people are. For me and how like I work and operate is that like I need to be by myself yeah. and feel good with myself before I give myself to somebody yeah, else and I like agree. heal. So I think I don't know if that was like a crutch for her to help her through this like awful thing that happened with her and Tom. But I just thought it was a very quick turnaround.
0: Yeah. And it's only been, like it clearly it's only been three months and she's and no still judgment. triggered by it. Yeah. And if that's how she coping that that's how she copes with that type of situation. Like that's fine. Yeah. It's just interesting.
1: Also, can we talk about Katie's hair? I'm obsessed with it.
0: <laughs> it looks so good. It looks so good on Katie her. It great. She looks I know so good. a lot good. of people don't like Katie. I like Katie a lot.
1: I do. Do you know I told you about the podcast mm-hmm. She does with Dana Yeah Disrespectfully I listened to it And I love her and Dana Did
0: you know Dana Was supposed to come on this season I want her and to And they were just like Never mind
1: She should She's hilarious yeah. I liked her a lot In the season that she was in. What was it Like season 8 She's so funny Yeah Like I know she's a Stand up comedian Or whatever Because of the show But the stuff That comes out of her mouth On this podcast I'm like How did you think of this This is amazing And so clever I want to be you <laughs> I wish I had her humor Because she's so dry Yeah It's so good but I mean I'm hoping like Maggie said high hopes for season 11 I just think because I watched all of it so recently Mm. it's all still so fresh to me so I'm like I'm in it I love the characters like I want to know more but I'd see from your perspective from watching it so long ago and like being in it for so much longer I feel like it makes sense to be like we need, we need. And a like I,
0: as we know, like I'm a Bravo fiend, so like I follow all the Instagram counts, I follow all the Inst- uh, TikTok counts, I listen to a ton of podcasts about it. So it's like it's been talked about over and over and over again for months now, since Do March. You, you saw year. the Vile
1: Files yeah. interview. I didn't Tom listen to Tom, the whole right? thing,
0: but I listened to a bunch of parts of it. Yeah,
1: because I think Nick, I follow him on Instagram, Nick Vile. He like posted yeah. a bunch of reels.
0: Moral story is Tom hasn't changed at all. like it's the same shit different do we
1: know of him and rachel are still together
0: no they broke up a while ago okay so it's confirmed for sure uh bravo queens posted today that he has a new girlfriend okay model yeah Hmm. thank god piping hot tea right off
1: the press thank god (laughs) he did not go back to her though that would have been
0: together for a little while but they eventually broke up and i think that comes out during this season
1: okay good to know so we need to talk about two things First one being Celine Dion, which Celine is your middle name. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She has a documentary coming out and it's sharing about her recent health issues. Did you know about this? No. Okay. She has something called stiff person syndrome where she basically like can't move her body in certain directions. And you're going to notice if you watch videos of her, she only can move like a little bit like of her neck and her head and it looks very weird but apparently something like really bad happened to her and now she like can't move her body the way that she used to and she's going to talk all about it on this like docu-series oh, wow. coming out on Netflix wow yeah and I love Celine Dion I mean I mean
0: yeah I'm named after she's her. freaking she's iconic, iconic. <laughs> she's iconic she's freaking amazing yeah. and I
1: feel so bad for this woman that she had to go through that but I want so, to know more about what happens. Yeah, I feel like she was very to secretive see about her it. Her journey
0: is. I started watching Twin Flames.
1: Oh, tell me, what do you think?
0: Um, two episodes in, I, as you know, find cults fascinating. So I've watched quite a few cult documentaries. <laughs> I listened to a lot of podcasts about cults. I, some could say, a cult leader, based on my personality assessment I took in the beginning of this pod, whatever. Um, so yeah, I feel like. It's batshit crazy, but I kind of expected it to be. Yeah.
1: You know what's so interesting? So Dana, who we were talking about from Vanderpump, she's a Leo. Mm -hmm. And she talks about cults all the time and how she wants to be a cult leader. So I feel like this is a (laughs) freaking Leo thing because I swear to God – she was literally talking the way you were talking about cults in our episode way back when. And then yeah. when we were talking about it last week with your coworkers and mm-hmm. stuff. Did you do that presentation not yet, yet?
0: Not yet. When is it? It was supposed to be tomorrow, but I have another really big client presentation oh, tomorrow. So that it we had need to keep us posted. We had to show of that, but you, it'll happen. Yes,
1: please keep us posted. Maybe we can share our presen- your presentation <laughs> on the pod.
0: Yeah. I should have them video me like giving the presentation. That'd be amazing.
1: <laughs> That'd be so good. Okay. One more thing on Netflix. Griselda. It's a limited series. It's about this girl who lives in Colombia with her family, and she ends up killing her husband because he's, like, being abusive and makes her do, like, some really bad things. And she ends up taking... Um, her three sons and her to Miami, where she has a friend, and basically she becomes this like big cocaine dealer and like makes a crap ton of money, and it's like all about her life and like raising her family and Shit. all the connections that she has, and it like takes place in 1970s, so it's like oh, cool. a really cool yeah. era in time. We love it; it's so good.
0: How many episodes are there?
1: I think there's ten.
0: Oh, is it like a is it a limited series? Yes, you I think it's it is okay. a limited
1: series. I don't think there's going to be another season unless yeah. they decide. Yeah if it like pops off but it's really good i think you and zach would like it because it takes place way back in the day it's on netflix it's on netflix so if you need a show to watch with your significant other because i think boys will like it
0: yeah you gotta find like a a happy medium for that yeah we're watching the twin flames thing and then yeah we'll see what's next yeah you
1: should it's really really good and then next one 2024 or 2020? (laughs) I put this on the. Okay, tell me, what does this mean? So
0: I don't know if you've seen this, but there's these memes going around, and it like blew my mind the other day. My coworker brought it up to me that 2024 is like scarily similar to 2020. Why? The presidential election, Trump versus Biden. Okay. Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the 49ers are in the Super Bowl again together. And there was like three other ones, but honestly, I don't remember. So sorry. I didn't come with all my notes, but there's like other ones, but those are like the two big ones. And I was like, oh my God.
1: Wait, what? I don't like this. I
0: know. I'm scared. Mind blown. And I was like, okay, I wasn't really invested in the Super Bowl. I was kind of over it. I'm like, I'm so sick of the Chiefs. Like, I don't really care about the 49ers. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. Once the Bills lost,
1: I did not give a crap.
0: Like, normally I'm still into it because, like, I still like to see good football. At least one of the teams, like, I can get behind. I could give two Fs about either of these teams. So, I'm like, now I have to watch. And the 49ers have to win. To counteract this curse that's I'm like I'm sorry
1: if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, I will lose my mind. There is something about this man that makes me so ill. He gives me such an ick. I don't know what it is about him. I think it's maybe him gnawing on his mouth guard. Oh, always. That really makes me mad. I don't really love his wife. So I'm sorry for people that like Patrick Mahomes and I, his wife. There's honestly, this, there's something about him. And I don't know if it's because he's good and it makes me mad. It doesn't bother me. Like, on a, I wanted the Bills to be
0: the Chiefs up for obvious reasons. The Chiefs don't bother me in general. Like, they're not my, like, I don't hate them. I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my
1: God. He makes me irrationally mad. I don't mad. hate his
0: wife. I, like, respect them. Like, he's a very good football player. I'm just sick of hearing about it. I'm going sick of like going on social media and all I see is the cheese. I see Patrick Mahomes. I see Taylor Swift. I see Travis Kelsey. Like I'm just so sick of hearing. Well, maybe that's it.
1: part of the reason I'm over him because he's <laughs> all over social media. Well, I'm scared about this 2024, 2020
0: thing. Isn't it sketchy though? It's so
1: sketchy. I'm guys. I'm worried.
0: Another pandemic happens. We're moving to an island. Oh my
1: God. I'm done. <laughs> It gives me anxiety. I'm
0: moving to the mountains and you won't hear from me.
1: But you know what, though? I low-key honestly thrived during COVID.
0: I mean, I did. I Ish. did. Ish. I
1: was so content.
0: I was for a while. Then summer. Summer sucked. Like, summer did. You're during, right. During like, the winter months, it was fine. Because it's like, what are we going to do anyways? Yep. But summer came. That sucked.
1: Like, I got to play Sims. <laughs> I got to eat whatever I wanted. Drink whenever I wanted. I just felt like I was really okay with life
0: yeah it was pretty good and i wasn't
1: really i mean of course like i don't want to take away from the fact that people were getting sick and dying and like that's horrific but i was just very content with how things were going for myself <laughs> so
0: i'm all sad i mean i
1: don't obviously want another pandemic
0: i i feel like i really got my shit together though during that time period
1: yeah i didn't <laughs> I feel like I was actually probably going downhill. I gained like ten pounds. Yeah, I
0: did nothing but eat. And drink. I just made banana bread so, every sat day. Around. That's all I did was make I banana bread. I made gourmet meals every night because I had nothing
1: else to do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Good times to better things now. Yeah. Should we get into it now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So oh, we are going to talk about, um, basically, breaking away from social media's grasp. So. I feel like we should start by discussing our personal experience with social media. So, Megs, you want to start with kind of your experience with social media? Um, When did you start using the apps? Give us your life story when it comes to social media.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think one other thing I just wanted to add before I got into it was, like, social media, it has completely changed our society.
1: 100%.
0: Like, if you go back even 20 years ago, it looked completely different than it does now. If you go back even five years ago, 10 years ago, 10 years from now, it's going to be completely different. Like I...
1: I'm kind of scared to see what it's going to look like 10 years from now. The way that it's
0: already like impacting kids, it's absolutely wild. And I just think that it takes a way bigger toll on your mental health than people realize because it becomes, it becomes so ingrained in our society it becomes like a day-to-day thing it's just like one of those things that you do every single day mm-hmm. just like you get up every morning and you brush your teeth and you make breakfast and you drive to work and you stop and grab coffee on your way social media just becomes part of that daily routine
1: I mean it's a part of your morning routine I know more yeah. people than not that the first thing they do when they it wake is, up the is first look at all their I apps
0: do is I pick up my phone and like Check my notifications. Yep. Every day. It's I'm guilty so of that bad. too, though. Yeah, and it like you don't realize like the psychological impact that that has on you, and I feel like subconsciously too, mm-hmm. like the way that we look at ourselves in the mirror now, I feel like is distorted because of what we see on social media
1: every day. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better.
0: It's wild. So I think that's why we really wanted to talk about it because like just bringing it back to mental health, like it really does take a toll. Obviously, on more people than others, and everybody uses social media a little different. But there, a hundred percent, is a line that you're you can cross to the point where you can abuse social media. In my opinion, and I have fallen victim to that. I still do. I struggle with this. So I feel like that's another reason I wanted to do this episode because this is something that I struggle with every day, and I often catch myself like falling into that routine way too quickly and easily. And it's been. I have not successfully been able to break out of it. So join me, will you? Um, (laughs) That was beautifully
1: said. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for opening up and sharing about your experience with social media and how it is true, though. It does impact more people than you think, and I think that's why it's such a relatable topic to bring up to people, especially with our generation and generations to come. It's only getting worse, and I think it's a really important topic like Maggie said, to bring up, especially when it comes to your mental health. Yeah. So talk about a little bit more about, I know you said that you have a tendency where you feel like you are more on your apps than you would like to be. So my relationship
0: with social media. Yeah. What is your
1: relationship like? Like when did you get on the apps? When did it start? How did it all begin?
0: So I, so I I never had a MySpace. That was like the first like open door to what social media is now. Um, I wasn't allowed my parents were well my mom was very strict about my internet usage and sometimes I feel like she was almost too strict to the fact where like as soon as I was able to have like my freedom with it I like fucking ran with it and I feel like that's It's so hard with parenting because it's like you can't be too extreme on your kids because they could go the complete opposite direction. It's like the extremely sheltered kid in high school when they go to college, like they go wild and they party the hardest. It's like one of those types of situations where I feel like there's a very delicate balance because at the same time, if you restrict your kids too much from social media – they're seeing all this stuff at school like they want to keep up with the Joneses they're the kid left out of things if they don't have social media but it's like where where's that delicate balance like what's safe what's not how do you put those restrictions in place so that they don't get themselves into trouble they don't use it too much they don't find themselves comparing themselves to AI people online <laughs> that's just unrealistic standards whatever it may be I have no idea how to figure that out I'm not a parent yet but like I don't know what that's gonna be like to, how that's gonna how I'm going to be able to navigate that as a parent, if you're a parent, like send in your tips because I think it's probably something that all parents struggle with and it would be probably helpful to share that amongst each other. I know we have a couple of close friends that are parents and their kids are on social media now and I know that that's a struggle too. So yeah, it's really tough. So I was definitely over-restricted and I finally was allowed to get a Facebook when I was 15 And my mom monitored it, though. Like, she had my password. Like, she could go in and check it whenever she wanted to, like, read my messages to make sure I wasn't, like, messaging anyone. Which, again, like, I totally understand, like, especially back then when social media was so new, it was such a rogue, like, wild place. Like, you – there's, like, the dark web. There's all these crazy, like – documentary is now about early social media and how bad like the most hated man on the internet like that documentary is absolutely insane and that all stemmed from the early generations of social media just being unhinged so yeah I think that being like overprotective is smart in a way like I don't have the answer there but that's kind of how it was for a long time and then Instagram kind of blew up when I was in high school so I feel like I jumped on the Instagram chain when everyone else did because that was like, what, we were like 16, 17?
1: Yeah, I think I was a sophomore, yeah. going to be a junior, I think that was when I got
0: it. Yeah.
1: So I've, I mean, it's been around for quite some time.
0: Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that's when I got into it too. But like every night my mom would like take my phone and put it in her room. So I wasn't like on my phone at night. And then as I like got older, like later in high school, it changed a little bit. But that's how it started. Then Vine blew up when I was in early college. I loved Vine. I would like stay up late every night like watching Vine. And now I'm doing the same thing with TikTok. It's like repeating itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now and I have Snapchat. I, I used to have Tumblr. I forgot about Tumblr. Back around the time before Instagram. But after Facebook, there was Tumblr. I had that. I had it all. I had Twitter. I don't think there's a social media platform I really didn't have once I – gotten into Facebook um and now it's just again it's part of my daily routine I get up every day I check my social media accounts I check them multiple times throughout the day I check, I watch TikTok until I fall asleep at night like it's not it's not healthy
1: <laughs> yeah I think for me I growing up had a different experience in the sense of I feel like I wasn't restricted from it necessarily. I'm going back way back to the days where like AIM was a thing. Like my dad let me get an AIM account. And I remember that was like the first thing that felt like social media to me where I was actually communicating with people online, putting up away messages, making icons, like things like that. And I was obsessed with it. Like it was a problem. Like I had a really hard time getting away from the computer and like going out and playing. So my dad was, okay, we're like limiting the amount of time you can be on AIM. Then I got MySpace because all my cousins got MySpace. I loved MySpace. Like I want it to come back. It was so they tried
0: to bring it back a few it, years ago. Yeah.
1: It was <laughs> it was a thing. I loved it. I loved having a song that people could go to my profile and like see my what favorite song? song. Oh my god, so many. But like deep ones. Like I was a very like deep person and would play these like deep emotional songs. And probably thought people thought something was wrong with me, which something is wrong with me. <laughs> but I, like, loved having my top friends show up and, like, people seeing who my best friends were and posting pictures. Like, it was just – I loved it. I would say that I was also really obsessed with that app. And then Facebook came. Mm -hmm. I liked Facebook, but I was never a huge Facebook person.
0: Can we, like, take a trip down memory lane for a second? Do you ever – see your memories on facebook of like the cringy the cringy lyrics would- that i post oh yeah like these ominous lyrics that would make people like think like is she okay yeah. like
1: like what what were we doing like
0: i had a crush on a boy and he didn't like me back so i'd post this like my cousins and i still like, send each other like, music ones lyrics. all the time
1: <laughs> like what were we okay we were not okay oh.
0: and then you remember we'd have like, like my status to to rate me like yes why is anyone rating you that's like No, Or like you would
1: put a message up like, hanging out with so-and-so, like, don't talk to us tonight. (laughs) Like, what? Like, no one cares. Who do we think we were? I'm confused. It was insane. The fact that I put a status out there
0: so that men would, or I guess I would like men's statuses so that they would rate my physical appearance online makes me want to yeet myself
1: out the window. What the fuck was wrong with me? (laughs) why like why did we do this to ourselves that that's like, why we're mentally unstable that i'm goes sorry against everything barbie stands for really against <laughs> everything why do we do that to ourselves that's why we have problems
0: also do you remember on snapchat where it would show you you could see other people's best friends mm-hmm. on snapchat that was the absolute demise of 85 percent of relationships yep. in like 2012
1: yep <laughs> i loved it though it exposed so many people it ratted out so many people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i honestly thoroughly enjoyed it because i knew i had nothing to worry about but i loved seeing other yeah. people's Who are they? i loved in? other people's shit crumbling yeah
0: or it'd be like someone super you didn't expect like why are they talking to them like yeah. i didn't know they were friends i loved
1: it wild because it really exposed people and people that i was friends with that were dating losers they got to see it in real time i'm like well you know this is what i was telling you for years so <laughs> don't feel bad um okay that was a little harsh but yes Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I had all the apps too. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I was a huge Twitter person for a while. I actually deleted that app a long time ago. Haven't been on it since. I really only have right now Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram that I still religiously check. Mm -hmm. I never got a TikTok. TikTok. Still really proud of myself. I still think about getting it sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I'm making a stance. I'm not getting a TikTok.
0: (laughs) I've learned so much on TikTok, though.
1: I know. Like, so much. (laughs) I know. But I just, it's like another app that I know that I would check and be addicted to. And I feel like I already have addicted tendencies to these other apps that I'm using. So I just don't want to put myself through that. Yeah.
0: I have a Twitter. I don't ever tweet, but I'll, well, I should say X now, whatever the fuck it's called. Um. But I will go on there to, like, keep up with, like, hashtags and stuff. Like, I'll watch, like, if I'm watching something on live TV, like, I want to see, like, what people are talking about. So I'll go on there for
1: that. What app do you think you use the most out of all the apps?
0: Time spent, probably TikTok. But I open Instagram a lot throughout the day. I just, like, check it. Um, And I actually go on Pinterest a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm about to say you're a Pinterest girl. Mm-hmm. I feel like mine is Instagram. I could probably get rid of my Snapchat and be content.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm not addicted to Snapchat. Like I don't like I just I like it to talk to my friends. Yeah. But I'm not like checking it. Like, I only look at it if someone Snapchat. You know what
1: me. I want to start doing? And we should start doing this. I love the whole voice memo I know. thing. I know. Because it's kind of like Snapchat, only you're just doing it through like a text ne- Yeah. like essentially. And that's, I feel like, the main reason why a lot of people are using Snapchat now, because a lot of people are doing the videos where they just, like, date their friends and send it as a video. The voice memo thing is something I'm really about, and I kind of want to try it. Yeah, we can try. Okay. Let's do it. We'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I'll voice memo you in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Don't check your phone. I'll do it on my way to work. Don't check your social media apps. Don't do it. I'll do it on my way to work tomorrow. (laughs) Um, What is the most, like, common emotion that you feel when you use social media? you notice how you're feeling when you're on social media
0: if i'm on tiktok i'm either happy or depressed because i'm either watching a video that's making me laugh mm-hmm. and it's really funny or i'm watching a video that's like a conspiracy theory and i'm like oh my god we're all fucked
1: it's like can i be completely honest i feel like every time i'm on social media i'm doing it because i'm uncomfortable
0: i will go on social media like to kill like awkward If i need to be distracted if i like don't
1: want to be in my own head i go on it if oh, i don't yeah. like to be around other people and like i feel uncomfortable i'll go on it like i feel like for me it's this like escape because i'm uncomfortable with either how i'm feeling about myself or how i'm feeling in the situation that i'm in
0: yeah i think a lot of people do that but not everyone realizes that they do that yeah i like need to rely on it if i'm like waiting for something like i can't just wait like i can't just like sit yeah. there with my hands on my side, and do nothing until someone appears. Like, I need to, like, be on my phone. Like,
1: when like you're I, getting Starbucks yeah. or when you're in line, like, I just, yeah. Like, why? For me, it's definitely a go-to when I'm uncomfortable. There was a
0: time in the world that no one could do this, and yep. they just stood there and waited like a normal person.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean.
0: Old people must look at us and really shake their heads. Like, I, I mean, wrong with these I know,
1: people? I know. And it's it's only, I feel like it's only getting worse. But this is kind of a deep question. But. In general, why do you think that you even use social media in the first place?
0: I think initially it was to keep up with our friends. It was fun. It was a fun way to interact. It was a social type of situation with our friends and we're not always with them when we were younger and that just continued and I do think that's part of it. I think different platforms are used for different things though like I like Instagram To kind of express myself a little bit, that's what I use that app for, and I do enjoy like curating like fun content that's me.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm kind of a creative person, so that makes sense. I don't think everybody feels that way. Like I doubt Zach feels that way. Like Zach goes on Instagram to watch car videos. Like that's his thing.
1: Oh God.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: we talked about this last week, didn't we?
0: Yeah. (laughs) But I. Like, I like to express myself on Instagram. That's kind of what I use that app for. And it's like I, your creative outlet. Yeah. And, and I use that to stay up to date with, like, celebrities and, and, like, fashion icons, whatever. Same thing with Pinterest. I go on Pinterest for inspiration. But I'm not, like, actively posting there. And I don't think Pinterest necessarily has, like, a negative impact on me. Um. But, like, TikTok, it can be hit or miss because literally everyone's on tiktok people go rogue there like it's just it's literally the wild west like you don't know what type of content you're gonna get slapped in the face with and some of it can be very negative um and fake and curate it's just like it can be it can be weird
1: yeah i feel like i use social media for a host of reasons i think it's very similar to maggie in the sense of originally when I got all these apps it was to connect with friends I feel like I use Facebook actually now to connect with people that I don't see very often which I think that was the whole point of Facebook originally yeah so I feel like I'm actually going back to that where I'm using Facebook for its actual purpose my family's like all over the country, so it's nice to have that and I like just like connecting with old friends and people that may not live near me anymore things like that but I also feel like for me I don't feel like I have necessarily an addictive personality when it comes to social media. I don't feel like I am addicted to it. I just think for me, um, it's a crutch for when I'm feeling uncomfortable. So I'll just like put it in my face. But I'm not someone that like feels like I always need to check the apps or like always post things like things like that. I just don't care. But I do think that social media in itself, it's a double-edged sword, which we'll get into a little bit later. But I think there has been a lot of positives specifically for me that have come out of social media. I've learned a lot of things. I've met a lot of new people. I've learned a lot about things that I'm really interested in. So I do see a lot of benefit to it. And that's mainly the reason why I use it because I've learned so much. Yeah. From so many different accounts.
0: I agree. And like that's kind of for me, like I, I feel like I didn't fully answer your question, but like I use Instagram to kind of express myself and to gain information. I use TikTok to gain information, but primarily for entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I abuse that because I need constant stimulation. I have like really bad ADHD. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not constantly stimulated, I feel like my head's going to explode. Yeah. So I will grab my phone, open TikTok to kill time while I'm waiting for something. And I do it way too often. But I feel like I need to learn to like unstimulate myself. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know if it's harder for me because I do have that learning disability and I should probably do some more research into that and like figure out other ways
1: we do an episode that. on that I
0: know we do um but for me that's a crutch yeah I like have a really hard time just sitting in silence and doing nothing mm-hmm. I can't like watch a movie without like picking up my phone I can't like go to the bathroom without my phone like I can't
1: it's hard do you feel like you use social media like at specific times throughout the day or is it more so consistently frequently throughout the day no matter what is happening like is there specific times it's you going to okay yeah the latter okay like,
0: I, feel- I consistently always like go on my phone before i go to bed yeah but like if i just ever have like a moment during the day where i have like a minute to spare mm-hmm. i'll like check or something
1: feel like i use social media at certain times throughout the day i don't feel like i'm on it consistently I don't feel like I'm ever really on it at work at all because I'm just really busy. But I think in the morning, my go-to is to check my phone like first thing in the morning. And then sometimes at lunch, I will check my phone. But I feel like a majority of the time I'm on my phone is at nighttime, like before I'm going to bed and like winding down, which they say is the worst thing for you.
0: I agree. And like. I don't but like I'll take my magnesium, which helps me go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I'll like get in bed and I'll watch TikTok for like 15 minutes and I get tired and then I go to bed and it's fine. Yeah. So like. I know that's bad for you. And like Zach's like, oh, it's stimulating your brain. So you're not going to be able to fall asleep. But I'm like, I get tired and I want to go to sleep. Like, I yeah. feel like it's working.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, Dylan does the same thing. He's on his phone until he falls asleep at night. And for me, it's like, I put my phone down and then I fall asleep. Yeah. Like, I never fall asleep to watching videos. Yeah. See,
0: you're like Zach. Yeah. And you're like Dylan.
1: Yeah. I just like, will put my phone to the side. I'll sit there for a few minutes no, and then I can't. I'll fall asleep.
0: My, br- my, I'm screaming internally. Like, I can't just like have peace and go to sleep. Like, <laughs> I know I mean there is no peace in this brain I know <laughs> it Doesn't
1: exist. I, but I know that feeling maybe I don't know how you feel on a daily basis but I've been there and sometimes like you just need that stimulation to fall asleep yeah. it's almost like a soothing thing for people
0: that's what I think it is yeah I don't know
1: yeah I I also think too that there are so many challenges to disconnecting like the amount of Reasons why it's so hard to disconnect, I feel like, are astronomical, really. But there's a couple that stuck out to me that came to mind, and let me know if you agree. But I think number one, there is a societal pressure. Absolutely. Because if you are not with the times and you don't know what's going on, like you kind of feel out of the loop and you feel disconnected.
0: I think that's the reason why everything's so over the top now, too. Because everyone it has the ability to compare themselves. Before, I mean, that's always been a, something in society. Like, there's always been, like, the upper class, the lower class, the poor. And, like, everyone was crazy back in the day. Like, that was always a thing. But, like, it's way worse now because you can literally compare yourself to Susie Williams that lives in Connecticut and her instagram profile is not private so you can literally see everything she does and you're like oh she looks like me like she has a similar style to me but but i like how she wears her hair like this i like how she decorated her bedroom i like the the car she drives and then you're all of a sudden like i want to be like Susie from connecticut like
1: what yeah it's like you go down (laughs) a deep you go down a deep rabbit hole for sure i also think too it's challenging to disconnect because it's actually an addiction. Yeah. For people, it is actually an addiction where they cannot stay off their phone. Right. And I yell at Dylan sometimes. Like, I don't necessarily know if he is per se addicted, but I don't know if it's just like a male thing. And maybe you can speak to this from your perspective with your husband. But I feel like he is scrolling on his phone every second he gets. And yeah. I don't know if it's like the ADHD.
0: I think it's like a distraction. thing. A too. distraction. Yeah. But
1: like... Sometimes I'm like, can we just like talk for a couple of minutes, like put the phone down, you know? Yeah. And I know that I can get that way, too. So I know that sometimes when I'm in that uncomfortable feeling and, you know, I'm not feeling good and I just want to distract myself, I'll go on my phone. But I feel it's really, really, really difficult to not be addicted nowadays. And I think that I'm noticing at least that in my relationship, that can be a problem because we are sometimes so addicted to our phones and we're not being present. And, like, actually spending quality time together. Yeah, I agree. And that's something that can be really hard and challenging in a relationship. For sure. From a relationship standpoint.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I also feel like FOMO is huge. Yeah. You're, yeah. it's, again, you you have this fear of missing out on something. You're not going to know this information, this trend. You're that's not with the time. That's of my life. Yeah. It is I, for
0: a lot of people. I'm, like, a big pop culture person. I need mm-hmm. to, like, know everything that's going on. Yeah,
1: also emotional attachment. I think it's not only a physical attachment to have your phone in your hand and be looking at your phone all the time, but it's literally an emotional attachment that you have towards your phone. I know that when I don't have my phone on me, I feel a little bit lost. Yeah. Like I feel like a part of me is kind of missing and that's really sad.
0: It it is. It's like you can't like I rather forget my wallet than my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like what? No,
1: I know. It's bad. <laughs> It's really bad. But I think there's an emotional attachment to social media as well and just having your phone in general. But um, benefits of disconnecting. Mags, you want to talk about some of the benefits?
0: Yeah, let's do it. So, like I said in the beginning of the episode, we do, it's, it's been, studies have shown that addiction to social media impacts your mental health. So, obviously, by disconnecting from social media, you're going to reduce anxiety and depression and overall just improve your mental health. Um, you'll have enhanced focus and productivity, which hello, I already said it, I'm ADHD, but like I am the queen at procrastinating. Like I always get shit done. I'm like a doer. Like you, if you want something done, I will get it done. But 95% of the time I'm like waiting till the last minute and I will use any excuse to distract myself. Like I've been working on this huge presentation for work for two weeks and I'll do it in chunks, but like if there's like a new slide I have to start in this presentation, I'm like, oh, I just like don't feel like doing the research and like typing this up right now. I'll like pick up my phone for a few minutes and like scroll just to like break Mm -hmm. it up. And I'm like, why? If I just put my phone down, I could hammer this out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so bad. Um, Improved sleep, like we said earlier. Meaningful connections in real life. Do you think that your students have like – them being on social media have impacted like their um, social skills with each other and
1: stuff yes I do for sure I think that kids can hide behind their phones and they may not be their true authentic selves when they're with their peers or there's a lot of bullying happening but I think that social skill wise not only because of the pandemic but also just social media and phones in general i think are definitely negatively impacting the ability for kids to have actual real life connections with people yeah and it's sad
0: for sure it's so sad it's like what's the next generation gonna bring like i said in the beginning like in 10 years it's gonna be different like what's it gonna be for the next it's just scary yeah um more time for things that bring you joy I want to, like, do you ever look at the report your phone sends you with how much time you spent on it?
1: I don't. I don't look. (laughs) But it's... But I'm sure it's probably pretty high. Yeah. It also depends on the week for me, too, I guess. Like, how busy am I at work? What am I doing? Like, I feel like it probably fluctuates, to be honest, but when that first came out when you could check your screen time I feel like I was checking it a lot to be like did it go down did it go up now I'm like whatever like it's probably yeah, high but probably
0: so bad yeah just don't look it'll come out and I just cancel out the <laughs> notification I'm like, I'm like bye <laughs> my mental health, the health does not need this today <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> yeah I yeah I don't want to check it but I think too it's really important to find things that do bring you joy outside of being on your phone and being on social media I think social media is a great outlet for you to find things maybe bring you joy or trying new things but actually being on your phone and physically looking at a screen should not just bring you joy like you need to find other things in your life of course you know but i think that's hard for people um the rising need to disconnect so i just want to share a stat that i found really interesting um it's about the global social media growth rates so in 2023 there were 4.95 billion people actively using social media in the world and this is an increase of 7.07 percent year on year from 4.62 billion in 2022 so back in 2015 i think there were only like 2.08 billion users so that's basically an overall increase And users of 138.2% in just eight years. So that just proves to you how increasingly social media has become ingrained in our lives. Agreed. And I
0: think with like the younger generation, more kids are on social
1: media than they were with like our generation. Yeah. But seeing that number and the growth... Like that really stood out to me because I know that social media is obviously a problem and people are very connected to it. But actually seeing a statistic like that and seeing that number, that really like hit home for me. Like this is an actual worldwide global issue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's scary.
1: It's so scary. Like I'm worried for my children.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) We're doomed.
1: (laughs) Um, But I think screen time in general for kids like we kind of mentioned earlier like it does really hinder their ability to create those meaningful connections and relationships. And I think we kind of touched upon this as well earlier, but like the lens that social media portrays, it's not always accurate. And like it can cause children and young adults to want to look a certain way or be a certain way that's just not necessarily real. And that's why we have so many mental health issues nowadays and insecurities and like, I think mental health, not to go on a tangent here, I think it's always been an issue. I think it's become more prevalent now because we're more open about it and we're speaking about it more but I think in general the rise in mental health disorders and issues is becoming more of an issue because of social media I agree yeah for sure and that's really really unfortunate because I feel like it already puts kids in a bad place of like okay you're a kid and like maybe like Everything's going great for you in your life, but then you have social media and something can happen on social media or you see something on social media and then they can go into this place that would cause them to have some mental health issue. And they, if they never had the social media in the first place, they would have never maybe experienced that and they would be okay. Yeah, You know? And then I want to just talk from like a teacher's perspective, but schools in general, like we do use a lot of technology on a day-to-day basis. So I think it is harder for children these days to not be on screens as much as they are because like – being a teacher we use chromebooks all day long like we give them assignments they're watching videos they're doing research like it's so hard for kids not to be connected to technology in general that's just a part of our society nowadays like it's only going to become more too like even just thinking about your job i'm sure that like when you started your journey with marketing 10 years ago like it's probably drastically changed technology wise
0: well, my job what's interesting about mine is i work in digital marketing yeah so i the as technology changes and develops so does my job right so and the big part of my job is social media advertising like that is a part of my job and that's technology is changing so quickly that sometimes it's hard for like other marketing companies to, like, stay on top of it. Like, keeping up with the trends and everything yeah, it's that's really, going it's on. It's really difficult. My company, actually, we're very, like... This is a fancy way of saying it. We're very, like, cutting edge. But, like, we are. Like, we are on top of it. But not a lot of companies struggle with that because it, it, it changes so quickly.
1: I feel like it'd be overwhelming to keep up with all of that, too. So...
0: Yeah. We have, like, cons... We have three... We have three meetings a week internally. It's just education. Like, our... Yeah, but that's great. Our big boss will just train us on something new. That's great. Go through because things are changing so fast. We have a podcast that's released every single week that's just talking about the digital marketing news and things changing and trends and what's new, what's whatever. Did you hear about the guy who got the first chip implant in his brain? No. (laughs) Yeah. I think like Elon Musk funded it or something, but like a person got like a chip implanted in their brain that's like AI powered that i don't even know how it works but like it essentially like helps them like analyze and forecast numbers and like trends and all this shit but i'm like can't we just use ChatGPT to do that like why do we need to implant a chip into someone's brain like that's a little extensive like don't you think like why are we doing things to people's brains
1: (laughs) that is a little extreme i'm not gonna lie can we touch some grass guys like we don't (laughs) That's intense, yeah, I definitely would not be a fan of that, but I do love chat Gbt. We there's like a bunch of tools now, like AI School Magic, where it basically generates report card comments for you and parent emails. and I'm like, this is amazing. So
0: our like company, we have like very smart people that work there, but they will like use the AI models and we'll create our own like coding systems with the chat
1: that's insane. GBT models, and
0: like we'll ask it to do like something very specific. Like, hey, can you forecast this company's data for 2025 using these numbers, Crawford's referencing seasonality with this percentage, weight these numbers differently,
1: and it will, like, do all this crazy shit? I'm worried but also looking forward to seeing what technology and social media have to come for us because I think there will be a lot of benefits – I think it's always going to be a double-edged sword. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I think it's always going to be something where like, there's going to be positives that come out of it and there's going to be negatives that come out of it. Negatives being why are we putting chips in people's brains? Yep, yeah, 100%. So have you heard of a digital detox? <laughs> no, but I need to do one. Okay. So tell me about so- it. <laughs> I actually found this really fascinating and I love the way that they worded this. So a digital detox is when you completely abstain or intentionally reduce your time using electronic devices like your smartphones, computers, TVs, tablets, all that fun stuff. The idea of basically a digital detox is to disconnect from the online world and focus more on the present moment without distractions. So some signs that you might need a digital detox in your life. There are a bunch, but... I think that these really um, bring home the issues with social media and if you're somebody that's noticing that you're experiencing a lot of these feelings on a daily basis this is definitely something that I think you should try to implement in your life but if you feel any of the following when you're engaging with the online world you know it's time to say goodbye to social media and technology for at least the time being so if you're feeling a lot of anxiety a lot of stress Um, depression after checking social media, maybe you feel like you're socially withdrawn because you're constantly on your phone checking social media, urge to check your phone every few minutes, trouble concentrating and staying focused on the tasks that you're trying to complete, imposter syndrome or feeling insecure about where you are in your life, disrupted sleep or feeling obligated to respond immediately to emails and text messages. Those are all good indicators that a digital detox might be good for you. So... Mags, I want to know, did any of those resonate with you specifically?
0: Yeah, I would say I have a feeling the need to like check my phone very frequently. Yeah. One. I'm not great at texting people because like I'll I'll get a text message and I'll like look at it and I'm like, ah, I just don't feel like answering right now. And I'll like open another app and like scroll through and then
1: I'll forget about it.
0: That's how quickly I get distracted. <laughs>
1: I'm more of a person that actually likes phone calls and FaceTime over text messages. I do too because I'll answer you. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I feel like text messages, you know me, I'm the worst with group chats. Yeah. I do not disturb all my group chats because I get very overwhelmed. Like if I see like 57 messages, I'm like, oh, I'll text Maggie and be like, so give me the four one one. Like tell me what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I just get very overwhelmed. So I love a good FaceTime or a phone call. And that's why I think voice memos would be great yeah. because if I see a voice memo pop up, it's kind of like a call, but as a text message. So I, I feel like I would be more apt to answering. But I'm really bad about texting as well. I think too, I can sometimes get a little of a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like being Story insecure about where <laughs> about I'm at everything. in my life. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel that the most Mm -hmm. when I look at social media, especially because I feel like a lot of people present the positives on social media. I think we have gotten better in the direction of showing real, raw, authentic feelings and emotions and things that are happening in our lives on social media. But I think we are more adept to showing the positives and the things that are going well so when I constantly keep seeing those things that are going well for people it puts me more into a dark place of like well I literally have nothing together I'm sitting here looking at all these things wishing that I could have that and not really being grateful for the blessings that I do have in my life so that for me is a big issue yeah that I've been noticing just as I'm reflecting on social media and my use and what I'm looking at I'll
0: like that sometimes too like when it comes to like clothes and like
1: house like people's houses and stuff mm-hmm. I'm like I want that yeah or just like if someone's always posting about going on vacations and they're just so traveling, happy yes and I'm like what like I just don't understand first off where are you getting this money from to be traveling all the time I just want
0: to be a travel blogger yeah I bunch to
1: ask more <laughs> but like I just think the like the constant like posting of pictures and being happy and like I don't want to take that away from people that's not what I'm trying to say at all I just think sometimes we are so quick to put all those beautiful happy moments up That are happening in our life but sometimes we don't show the real things that are happening and how like life is really hard so for me that can be difficult Um, to actually do a digital detox there's a couple things that I found that you can actually do to um, do that for yourself so I think the first thing that's really important to know is that you need to set a goal which going back to our smart goals guys Basically just creating boundaries for yourself to making sure that you are using technology in an appropriate way that benefits yeah, you and like works I'm only for gonna you. go
0: on it at this time every day. Yeah.
1: And then setting realistic goals and then creating healthy boundaries and limits. So um I came up with some ideas that maybe could be beneficial for you if you're someone who um needs some ideas or times that you can create limits limits for. So for example, like when working out. So if you want to get the most out of your workout, try to avoid any distractions. Like if you like to listen to music while doing so, you can download your music beforehand and set up your phone to mode so you don't get any notifications.
0: Mm. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb a lot if I'm at the gym.
1: Yeah, which I feel like that, again, for me, I could be better about that because I think sometimes when I'm like taking a break between a set, I'll just start scrolling and yeah. I'm like wait I've been sitting here for 10 minutes I do that minutes. sometimes I do that sometimes and I'm so. like okay I need to actually get back to working out like I, I do that a lot so I really liked that tip I thought that was a yeah. really good one and then before you go to sleep they say that basically like you should recommend cutting off screen time 30 minutes to an hour before I bed
0: I Zach did a sleep study and they said that and he's like you needed you, and then he of course he like, did a sleep study yeah he did really yeah like recently within last year yeah Oh really? I didn't uh-huh. know that. He was fine. Nothing's wrong with him. But
1: <laughs> what did they think he had? Like sleep apnea or something? Yeah,
0: possibly. But and like he had this hand, this handout they gave him, and it's like all the things that you should try to be doing to improve your sleep. Honestly, I should share it. But one of them was getting up at the same time every day, like even on the weekends.
1: <sighs> that would be so hard for me. So
0: I do that. Like almost every weekend, I get up at every almost every day for work. I get up at like six forty-five, seven o'clock, and then for work for i can't talk on the weekends i get up at like 7 30 so i guess it's like within the same hour yeah but that's like
1: yeah that's like not even an hour but like, i have
0: an alarm that goes off like
1: i get up at 10 and i wake up at 7 <laughs> during the week so i need to be practicing that. but
0: anyways off on that tangent but one of them was to put your phone down like an hour before going to bed
1: i would say i probably do it within 15 to a minutes to a half hour like i think yeah. i'm pretty good about that
0: but like well i mean i could read i guess
1: yeah, maybe we just need to, like, get something in front of you that feels like you're still stimulated, but it's not your phone. But I,
0: like, look forward to watching TikTok in bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is a fun time for me. I know. That is, like, me time. Like, I just want to lay in bed, be cozy, my fuzzy socks, pull out my phone and watch TikTok for, yeah. like, 15 minutes. Like, I look forward to <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily
1: think it's a bad thing that you're doing that. Maybe just monitor how long that you're on TikTok yeah. before you go to bed. Like, maybe set a goal of, like, being only on TikTok for 10 minutes. Than like going down every week or something like that. I don't know. No, I think that's fair. That might be a good thing to try. When you're waking up, you never really know what you're going to encounter when you look at your phone. So they say that like seeing bad news as soon as you wake up in the morning can trigger your stress response. It can leave you feeling really anxious all day. They say allow yourself some time to wake up without distractions and enjoy the present moment. I think setting up a morning routine where your phone is not a part of that until you maybe get into your car and go to work. That's something that I really want to try. Yeah. Like, getting up and not checking my phone right away.
0: Yeah. I think I would still check it for, like, texts. Because, like, you never know. Like, there could be something like right. important.
1: But maybe, like, social media aspect. Like, yes. don't go on the apps so you, like, maybe you get to work a, or something. That's 100% attainable. When you're enjoying a meal, if you're scrolling through your phone while you eat, you may not be aware of how much you're eating and then you miss on your body's cue that it's full. So instead of, you know, eating while well, being on your phone, you can be mindful eating and practice (laughs) and you know savor every moment of the meal I really like that one that's something that Dylan and I try to do is not be on our phones while we eat it's very quick to like I always want to like just grab my phone while I'm eating and like scroll because like that's my time where I'm just like not thinking about anything and that's where I like am uncomfortable because I'm like oh now I have my my time to wander with my thoughts and stuff but I think it's so important that when you're eating that you're actually focusing on your meal and I think
0: for, yeah. I, I feel like I don't struggle too bad with that. Oh, I I'm do. pretty good. I struggle with like watching TV. Like I need to like be on my phone while I'm watching TV. Like, yeah. I struggle and that again could be my ADHD more than anything. And then um, using it as like a distraction when I'm procrastinating.
1: Yeah. That's, that's we need to do one. an episode on like mindful eating because I think that there's so much information out there now about how to be a better like eater and diets and like I saw this whole thing about how I'm getting off tangent but basically you should be eating with your non-dominant hand because it makes you slow down It makes you think about how you're picking up your food how much you're eating like I kind of want to try it I think I'm gonna look actually (laughs) not okay stab yourself in the eye (laughs) my left hand is not good but I think it's so like I think I really want to try that yeah because I think being intuitive about what you're eating, how much you're eating, how fast you're eating. I'm a fast eater, so that would slow me down.
0: Yeah, I don't really have that problem. <laughs> you, can
1: totally you don't, you don't that. eat
0: fast. I can sometimes, but like I'm pretty good about like when I'm done eating, I'm done eating. I'm not. I never used to be, but I'm better now.
1: Oh god, I'm so bad. I also
0: like learned portion
1: control and like what a proper portion is. Okay, well maybe you can run the episode on <laughs> mindful eating cuz I'm awful at that. And then last but not least, when you're spending time with the people you love, it's good to keep your phone away and silent when socializing and spending time with people. So when you limit your distractions, you essentially can have, you know, deeper and more meaningful conversations. Yeah.
0: I hate when like Zach and I are on the couch and we're like both on our phones. I'll like put my phone out and be like, what are we doing? We need to be better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's bad because sometimes you could be sitting there for legit 20, 30 minutes and you haven't spoken a word to each other. And
0: he'll be, I'm like, what? Like talk to me. And he's like, I don't know what to talk about. I'm like, Name one thing today that happened that was funny. I'll be like, Name one thing today that happened that surprised you and I'll like force him to talk to me.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, but it's 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 sad that we can get into those behaviors where we are not connecting with the people that we're closest to and that we love because we're so connected to social media. like your pets. Like
0: Oakley will be like starving for attention, per usual. And and I'll be like on my phone and then he'll like nudge my hand. I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I am just the worst. (laughs) I'm watching videos of dogs online, but I'm not making attention to my own. What the hell? Yeah.
1: But I think that maybe taking some of these steps to create these boundaries and limits in your life can really help. And these are just little action steps that you can take to make sure that you're creating those boundaries for yourself and not spending as much time on social media. But say you decide to do this digital detox, right? And you put your phone away. So now what are you going to do? So if you're having a hard time figuring out what you're going to do with your extra time, we came up with some ideas. So first one, pick a new hobby, something that you've always wanted to try. Go for a walk, a hike, call a family member, go get coffee with a friend, um, read a new book or reread a favorite book of yours. Journal about how you're feeling. Volunteer. Um, learn to cook a new recipe. Sign up for an exercise class. And then you can even meditate or practice mindful breathing. It's going to be hard to distract an yourself an from a, your phone. It is a
0: type of addiction. Yeah. If like if, like if you are addicted to this thing, it's not easy. I have an addictive personality, 100%. So like this will be really hard for me, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard to be better. I'm going to set a smart goal. I'm going to set boundaries.
1: I think the TikTok one before bed is great. Yeah. Like spending how much time you're spending on Not checking social media when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Voice memos only. (laughs) Okay. Tips for your digital detox. Okay. So if you are doing a social media detox, delete the apps from your phone, sign out from your account on your computer, your laptop, or your tablet. You really need to fully disconnect. Not being able to log in is the first step. Okay. Then you got to let your family and friends know about your detox. Right. So you need to let them know the best way for you to contact them. And honestly, they can provide you support. Go hang out with them. Go do something fun. Get off your phone. Schedule activities to keep yourself busy. Um, Track your progress. Like write down how you're feeling. Seeing tangible progress can keep you motivated. Mute or turn off notifications on your phone or your computer. I think that's really helpful.
0: Yeah, I use the do not disturb thing. Every night it automatically turns on. Um, I'll use it when I work out sometimes and I use it at, at work too.
1: Yeah. I think that's a great feature. And then designate tech-free zones in your house, like your bedroom or dining room. I actually really like that one. tech freeze. Tech-free zones?
0: Oh, I thought you said tech freeze, Like freeze them. I was like, what's that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but I think like honestly, a great place would be the kitchen for me. Yeah. And when I'm and eating the and table. keeping my phone in the other yeah. room. That would be a really...
0: Mine needs to be the couch. Great place for me. That would be really hard.
1: Yeah, that'd be really difficult. And then remember why you actually started this digital detox. If you feel like the need to check your phone throughout your detox, think about how you felt before you started it and then why you decided to take a break. Think about the reason why you're doing it, how you felt before starting it, and think about where you're at now. Do you feel more lighter? Do you feel better about yourself? Things like that. And then I think... That's it for digital detox? There is one more. There is?
0: So the iPhones have the ability to set time restrictions on apps on your phone. Oh,
1: yes. I forgot about that one. Yeah. So
0: this is a big one. I I should probably just do it. But yeah. So you can go in that's in your settings. And essentially, like, you can give yourself a lot of time per day on social media. And after that, you're, like, locked out of your apps. And, like, there's an override option, obviously. But, like... The idea is to help you limit your time on social media. So I think that's a really big one if you're trying to curb addiction. Yeah,
1: that's actually a great option. I didn't even think about that. I've never had to do that. But I feel like for some of them, especially Instagram, I feel like if I were to do it for one app, it would be Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like that's it for digital detox. But is there anything else you wanted to add,
0: Mags? No, I think that was just the last thing. All right, ready for our quote of the week? Quote of the week, FYI. It's a little cringe, but
1: <laughs> we wanted to relate it to our topic, so.
0: <laughs> it's a good one, though. Yeah, it's good. Don't let the internet crush your optimism, define your worth, stifle your magic, wreck your wild, dull your self-love.
1: I loved that, though. Yeah. Because I feel like all of those things can happen... B- when you're on social media. So I feel like that's a really good reminder that yeah. social media is just one facet of reality. Yeah. It's not your actual reality. Exactly. Offline is the new luxury. It's fine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um I guess to wrap up today, mags, let's finish with our weekly highs and lows. So, do you want to start?
0: Yeah. Um I'll do my low. So, I feel like for me this week, I've just been so busy. I've been like flying to this place and next. Work's been really busy and I just feel like I could have time managed myself a little bit better and I kind of like dropped some balls at work which like they weren't a big deal everything worked out just fine and I actually overcame it and everything worked out perfectly and not a big deal at all but I still just like I'm a perfectionist so I I hate when that stuff happens and it's all because like I could have just planned my time better so it was really frustrating so I feel like that's my low this week
1: yeah well I'm proud of you for overcoming it thanks (laughs) You're welcome.
0: Resilience, baby. Resilience. <laughs> um,
1: my low. I think. I feel like I'm having a hard time practicing what I'm preaching to y'all. If I'm being, I told her that before this episode. If I'm being, tra- yeah. if I'm being transparent, um, I've been struggling with my mental health a little bit, and I think that I've been really speaking on here about relying on the people that you love, and you know, being upfront with people about what I'm struggling with and I haven't been doing that Mm -hmm. so I need to be better about practicing what I'm preaching to y'all and just making sure that um, I know that I have all the love and support and I don't need to just do it on my own
0: that's right that's right
1: what about your high
0: I did a lot of cooking early this week and I love cooking and I just feel like I don't get enough time to like I meal prep every week but I don't get enough time to really like cook something different anymore because I'm always just planning for the next thing and I got to make um I've never made traditional chili before like I've made like white chicken chili and things like that but not traditional chili and I found a great recipe and I made it and it was so good and then I found this great recipe to make these chicken power bowls and I made my own sriracha like dressing to go on it or chipotle sorry not sriracha chipotle dressing Ooh! because sriracha mayo just isn't spicy enough for me anymore Mm -hmm. because my spicy tolerance is like through the roof now yeah um and so i bought like the chipotle um canned uh peppers and the adabo sauce and i made they're so
1: spicy yeah i
0: made my own sauce and it was so good so that was just really fun yeah i
1: love that um my high this week, I actually feel like it's very similar to Maggie's in the sense of cooking. I have an insecurity about cooking and making sure my meals are <laughs> cooked to perfection. So I'm really hard on myself when it comes to that. But I made two new dishes this week that Dylan really liked. And he really like was good about being like, wow, like you really worked hard. These are really good. I made a like stir fry. Ooh. And then I made this chicken with sun-dried tomatoes and spinach and broccoli yep. and the creamy sauce with cauliflower rice last night. Delish. And it ended up being really good. That's great. Yeah. So I feel like I am also being really good about not being so worried about over-spicing my stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very, like minimal when it comes to spices and i feel like the whole point point in making a good dish is you need a lot of spices uh, over spice so I, I go a f-
0: little crazy on the yeah cake.
1: i feel like i need to be better about knowing that like the more spices the better so i've been really pushing myself with the spices and just like kind of winging it and not putting so much pressure that's on the I love meal about cooking. and i feel like it's been better yeah. because i'm not putting so much pressure on it. i'm just kind of like winging it yeah that's the best yeah so i'm proud of myself for my meals too Look so we us. have the same high just a couple martha stewart's over yeah. here yeah <laughs> if you want the recipes let us know yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely um that's it yeah yeah. but we hope you guys enjoyed the episode
1: yeah and please share your thoughts with us yeah and
0: dm us share your thoughts yeah if this episode was helpful to you in way, or if you have any tips and tricks that you've tried that's been helpful also like what i said in the beginning the episode still stands like as a parent if you have tips and tricks that you use to help your kids like detach from social media share that with us we'll post it on the instagram
1: Also, we need to hear from y'all about future episode topics of interest. I mean, we have a bunch in our bank, but we really want to talk about things that fuel you guys and what you maybe want some information on or help with or whatever the case may be. So please reach out because we want to connect with you. We want to make these episodes worth your time. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys. I don't know if I said follow us on Instagram, but do that. And TikTok. And TikTok, like, and subscribe. All the things. Yes. All the freaking things.
1: All the freaking things. All right.
0: Well, see you next week.
1: Yes. Bye.